Greetings, fellow investigators. Welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is The Curse of Nineveh. It was written by Mike Mason, Mark Latham, Scott Dorward, and Paul Fricker, and it's available from the Chaosium website. I'm the GM, and this is episode 17. Our recap will be given by Jason Melnichok as his character, Cyrus Finley. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Jason? Hey, last time we started off by picking up uh, the photographs we had taken of the cuneiform inscribed on Pungent's body. Then we debated the whereabouts of the Eye of Lamatsu and the Horn of Alu to great, great lengths. Uh, we received the call that uh, Will Willard Pungent was attacked by someone dressed as an orderly who made an acrobatic daring escape by flipping out the window and then leaping over a wall. We tried to determine if it was the Children of Tranquility or the Guido group. Uh, we also found out that Pungent is still able to use uh, protection magic using three stones. Felix discovered the basement where the lights were shut off and determined it was probably at least two people involved in the attack. Uh, we went to the museum to speak to Patrick Lund uh, Lungden and also to Mr. Walter Meems. We're not, we were not sure at first if we should trust them, but after talking with them for a while, we decided as a group that giving them the photographs and the information we had uh, could get us some answers, hopefully. I tried to gain access to Thompson's office, but there was a secretary on duty, so there was no access. Uh, I couldn't gain access. And then basically we debated a lot about a lot of things and kind of got to a standstill there. So what, what our next move is, we're not really sure ourselves yet. That's all. All right. Um, do you recall what time of day it is? I think we finished up the last episode eating dinner and just going through, you know, sat there and discussed things for a couple more hours. We met in the morning and then we went to the hospital and then the museum. Okay. So, yeah, late evening, mid evening, I would think. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> so... Uh, any last things you want to say before you go to bed? Well, my current position on the whole uh, punch-in matter is that we, I think we can let memes do some work before we determine whether or not we need that ritual and therefore it's worth putting Mr. Punchin through more trauma. And in fact, have an argument to take to Dr. Lawrence that it would be worth doing. Um, we might be able to make the argument that if we can, uh, if nothing else, if we can correctly perform the ritual, then Mr. Punchin will be unscarred. If we can convince Lawrence that magic is real. I mean, he hasn't seen any shadow people. And Reginald, did you already put that call in to have that, um, uh, whatever, uh, Advertisement. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I'm hoping to hear from the Children of Tranquility. It should be in the morning paper then, correct? Mm -hmm. Excellent. All right. So <clears throat> we'll assume that you all go to bed. And uh, you can all do 
con rolls to see how well you slept. Mm, I slept very well indeed. Oh, five. Standard success. The regular. Not the best, but better than I have been. <laughs> I fell by six. Oh, no, I fell by 26. I'm sorry. Well, then it just means that you had a pretty rough night. And Fuller, you're, you're muted. Um, I had a 96. Ooh, you had a really rough night. All right. Uh, next morning. Uh, are you? You're, uh, once again, I'm just assuming that you all go to the the, the Wentworth Club. Um, when you arrive at the Wentworth Club and you sit down to have your breakfast, and uh, you mentioned you were going to look in the newspaper. Um, on the front page, the headline is reading "Riot at." Uh, Bedlam. And it basically says that a riot broke out last night uh, at 9 p.m. and that uh, many of the staff were overwhelmed and injured. Uh, a few of the patients were seriously injured. Uh, it doesn't give a lot of details. I assume it doesn't include names. No. Um, I assume that uh, my uh, personal notice to the children of tranquility is printed as it should be. Yes. Uh, I'm going to try to call Dr. Lawrence. All right. I imagine it's Bedlam over there. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you do get a hold of somebody, but it takes a while to get a hold of them. And uh, they get you through to the doctor. And he says, yes, it's, uh, it was uh, horrible. Um, uh, and I, I, was, I was about to call you. Uh, Mr. Punchin is missing. Uh, you might as well come over. There are some some odd things. Mm. Yes, yeah, so we'll be over um, very shortly. Thanks. Uh, uh, you're uninjured? Uh, I, I'll survive. Uh, my arm was broken. Oh, good heavens. Uh, and Mr. Wayne as well? Uh, Mr. Wayne seems to be okay. Uh, he kind of hid in his room. Do we have an idea where the riot began? Yes, uh, women's wing. Uh, in the, uh, uh, we'll go over that when you get here. Yes, um, we'll be there soon. All right. Children of Tranquility, I'm thinking. And it looks really organized and thorough. Felix uh, already has us pushed into the car. Right. <laughs> Felix, start the conversation wagon. That's it. Let's go. Hey. Conversation wagon. Um, the, the, the I don't think it's a children of tranquility here. All right. Yeah, I don't think so either. No. You arrive at the hospital and you you go in and Doctor uh, Doctor Lawrence's arm is uh, bandaged and in a sling. Um, he says, "You know, please sit down." So last night, 
um, at 9 p.m., uh, right as the uh, the guard, the, the, the night shift was, the, the afternoon shift was switching to the night shift, a number of female inmates from the dangerous wing uh, managed to get out of the wing uh, and they had butcher knives. They began to attack the staff and some of the, uh, the lesser, uh, the, the less dangerous female patients. And uh, those patients then of course reacted uh, in a mentally unstable way. And within a very short time, uh, the night staff and uh, I included, we were completely overwhelmed. Uh, uh, we, we, of course, tried our best not to harm any of the patients. Uh, we had to lock some of them in rooms. Uh, but there are a number of really serious discrepancies here. How did the women get the butcher knives? Um, doors seem to be unlocked that are always locked. Did anyone get killed? No. But a few people seriously injured. Is anyone other than Mr. Punchin missing? Uh, not sure. I don't think so. None of the patients, anyway. I'm um, thinking this was a diversion. I'm thinking, well, I, I'm thinking we owe you an apology because our failure to understand Mr. Punchin's predicament is almost certainly the cause of this gruesome crime. There was uh, an orderly who was injured uh, in, uh, in a corridor in the men's, uh, in the men's uh, section. Um, uh, one of the corridors leading to the, the room where Mr. Punchin was, uh, he said that somebody came up behind him and hit him. We're assuming that it was just one of the inmates because by then, it had spilled over, but we also have noticed that there are some missing uniforms this morning. Here's a question. You said that the women got knives. Are all the knives the same? They're all butcher knives from the kitchen. They all look the same. Well, they're whatever butcher knives they have in our kitchen. Were they actually accounted for missing, accounted missing from the kitchen or were they brought in to look like the ones they were taken from the kitchen okay just making sure it wasn't but the women wouldn't have had access to them right so our fear that um the first attack on mr punchin had a uh, a party who was part of the institution seems to be verified um and perhaps even after that failure, do you know, is it possible to ascertain whether the uniforms that are missing now were already missing before last night at nine o'clock? No, I don't think so. Um, it was such, it was, it was, it was literally bedlam. Um, see, once the rioting started to break loose in the women's wing, uh, most of the male uh, orderlies and guards went to the women's wing to help out. Right. And then and things so nobody, descended into general chaos. 
there were a few people left, of course, on, on staff. The orderly uh, in question was one of them who was attacked. And his injury... Um... Looks like he was hit with a kosh. If I may ask, um, the uniforms that were missing, are they uh, um, men's uniforms or women's yes. or a combination? They're men's uniforms, four men's of them. Men's uniforms. Four of them. Mm-hmm. How big, how, how, for how big of uh, individuals? Were they small uniforms, large uniforms? They're mostly coats, so they, they fit. Coats. Yeah. I would say they were on the large side. Very good. Well, Pungence certainly wouldn't have gone willingly. And Mr. Wayne was hiding, so he wasn't, he didn't, he says that he didn't observe anything directly. He, he didn't hear the Chinese gong again? Uh, no. I wonder if that's because the window went unwarded. They were in the same rooms? Uh, yes. Um, is there any physical evidence of note that you uh, you might? Um, well, there is. Oh, there's there is a missing wheelchair. Missing wheelchair. Obviously, right, that's for punching. Um, but uh, I, I I still have a lot of stuff to 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 uh, to work on. I just thought with your skills as investigators, perhaps you could find out what else is going on here. For, uh, is there anyone on staff who's a relatively recent hire? Um, not that I can think of offhanded. Uh, not anybody less than a year. And uh, anybody who was on staff would have access to both the kitchen and the uh, cellar where the electric box is? Possibly. And there were no absentees from the uh, I, I don't know. employee listings? I mean, I, I could probably get you a list of people who were supposed to be on duty. Um, yes, I mean, there's no urgent in that I'm sure you have a great deal to do, and you're probably in some discomfort. Well, yeah. I, 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 would, I would make the assumption that the wheelchair was used for punching. So... From Punchin's door, what would have been the most likely route that would have been taken to get the wheelchair out of the building? I want to follow that and look for clues or anything on the floor, on the walls, between his room and the door of whatever the quickest route would be. And uh, you you must have a a fleet of vehicles. Nothing went missing last night in the... Chaos? No. And you don't under you don't currently believe there are any escapees other than Mr. Punchin, who was presumably not a willing escapee. Correct, correct. Yeah. So if you can give us some sort of pass so we can wander around unmolested for a little while, we will try to keep out of everyone's hair. Of of course. Yes. Here are your passes. <laughs> Great. I'm thirty-three years old and I still have to have a hall pass. So, what, uh, what, where would you like to start? You mentioned the, the hallway. Yeah, the hallway from his room to the door that would 
looked like it would be the quickest route out. Well, the quickest route out uh, would have to pass three doors that are locked normally. Normally, yes, but I think that we all are under the assumption that he has an inside man. Correct. One, we should search their room first. But two, who has access to keys? Do multiple people have access to these door keys? Well, the orderlies would all have their keys. Um, guards would have keys. Doctors would have keys. But to each door that was supposed to be locked or some would have one key? Who would have all of the keys? Well, the the locks are actually fairly similar. The thing is, is that we're not talking about the dangerous uh, male ward. Right. Um, we're talking about the, the lower one. They, the doors are still locked, but all of the orderlies, all of the, anybody coming and going through them would have, have keys. So any one orderly could have made all three door copies. Is... Well, if there were copies at all. Right. Making copies of keys was not such an easy thing to do. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm just trying to, like, eliminate if only two people had all of those door keys, then we well, could what, question. What, what I can say is that the doors weren't broken. Right. So whoever came in. And the same goes for the women's ward. That the women in the violent wing should not have been able to get out. If I may ask, um, was there anyone uh, admitted to the uh, violent uh, women's ward there that um, we, was was recent? You're wandering around at this point, so I'm I'm asking the doctor while we're wandering around. Um, well, he's not wandering around; he's busy. But oh, he's busy. Uh, oh, I thought he was asked, with us. If okay. you asked it earlier, no, there was there was no new patients admitted. Anybody who uh, would have uh, visited the uh, ward recently? That not you at 9 o'clock at night, no. Well, in, in the past day or two. Well, there's visitors, yeah, sure. They, he could give you a list of whoever visited, but they're all just mom and dads and sisters. Right. And a visitor so, would they have you. access to the kitchen. Or the keys. No. Okay, here's the one that we need to know. What orderlies were on duty... In the women's ward. Um, one of those is a plan. Well, yeah. Yeah, but if there's four missing uniforms during the chaos of a riot, anybody could have come running in. If you see another orderly, you don't recognize them, but they could be from another part of the hospital, you're going to let them help you or just ignore them and concentrate on the criminals. You know what I mean? You, I'm not eliminating what you're saying, but... Is a friendly face is a friendly face in a fight, you know? What, what we do know is it's someone highly organized, got the knives from the kitchen, unlocked the doors, setting off a riot in the dangerous women's ward um, so that they could get punching out of the building. Agreed. 100% agreed. Yes. What's more, uh, they even know which of the inmates to give butcher knives to that didn't stab them immediately and run away cackling, but could be counted on to be part of a riot. So it's somebody who's established. And I would have walked in the door and thrown him on the floor and then left the door open and walked away. 
if there were several in the same room, yeah. Uh, I'd like to look in on, on uh, Mr. Wayne, since we have to, you know, we want to trace from the room anyway. Okay. Uh, and assure him that we're, uh, that we'll do whatever we can to uh, make sure that Mr. Punchin is safe. All right. So is that where you're heading then, Mr. Wayne? All right. Um, you find Mr. Wayne pretty much the way that you've seen him before. Uh, he's sitting quietly and maybe reading a book. Um, he looks up at you and smiles. And he says, uh, my friend is, has gone. Yes, uh, you didn't see uh, with whom he left, I trust. He says, no, I, I hid in the closet. I could hear the noise. I knew it was probably something bad. Yes, it was quite dangerous. You were wise. Um, it's a pity that Mr. Punchin couldn't have hit as well. Um, was there a wheelchair in the room at any point in the last couple of days? Oh, no. We think Mr. Punchin was taken away in one. Um, but I'm glad to see that you're well. Uh, and personally, I'd like to say that I'm very uh, much concerned about your friend's well-being and that we are going to endeavor to do whatever we can to recover him safe from harm. Yes, please. Did, did um, Mr. Punchin... Uh... Did did he make any any kind of um, noises or or commotion when he was uh, leaving, as it were? Or was I, he calm? I I could hear some noise uh, in the room, but I was afraid that it might be rioters. Um, I I might have heard Mister Punchin. Not not scream or anything like that, but uh, make a noise. Uh, but it, it was very slight. Um, and I heard I heard other random noises in the room, like maybe somebody. Well, if you say they took him in a wheelchair, maybe that's the sounds that I was hearing. But he didn't call out or or I didn't hear a struggle. Uh, did you notice anything changed about the rooms from before and after the uh, riot? No. Other than his absence? No. Cyrus, you're going to say something? No, I was just going to say, you said one of the orderlies was hit with a kosh, right? Mm-hmm. So they probably came in and hit... Uh, but um, this guy also knocked him out, put him in the wheelchair, and took him out. Well, At least that's the assumption. Felix, do uh, spot hidden. Uh, failed. 82. Okay. So what next, folks? Um, can we search the room just to see if anything else is out of the ordinary? Maybe Felix can talk to the backwards man, see if he knows anything. Um, sure. Um, uh, uh, Cyrus, to a spot hidden. 
29 out of 48, so regular. Okay. So you're sort of looking around. You're looking in odd places to see if you see anything, and you notice that under the bed, up against the wall, as if it had rolled there, is a syringe. Oh, guys, take a look at this, and I'll reach in and, and pull it Hello? out. Um, it looks like it is empty, but there is residue inside of it. Maybe Try not to touch it. We might be able to get uh, fingerprints from it. Really wasn't fingerprints done, right? There wasn't really... There were, but there was no it's... index to find who was a perpetrator or not. Well, I just hold it like that. I said, well, we should have the doctor take a look at it. Maybe he can know what's in the syringe. Ah. Right. Are uh, Mr. Punchin's stones in place? Uh, they are not. Are they around scattered, or are they just missing? Uh, they're behind the door. Not going too late. Uh, well, we should move, because uh, I fear for Mr. Punchin's life uh, quite immediately. The easiest way to, way to read his body markings would be to remove them from his person. Yikes. And what time is it like nine AM, ten AM? Yeah, say nine nine thirty. So they have like twelve to thirteen hours. Say ten definitely out ten definite hours with him alone. I guess we just keep So we're looking I mean I guess we can't go through those doors because we don't have keys. Felix? You were gonna say something? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go to the kitchen. Okay. Where all the knives were got got stolen from. I don't want to go down there and see if there's anything in there, any clues. Any uh any trace of how somebody would have got in and, and taken off. Do we even know how many knives were missing? Uh there were uh, seven knives taken. They weren't all butcher knives, they were maybe steak knives or something. I don't know. Seven of them. Weapons. Each woman armed with one. Yeah. There were actually about 30 women involved. They didn't all have them. Once they got out, they started improvising weapons. They'll do that when they get loose. All right. So let's go take a look at the kitchen. That's where I'm going to head out. If anybody wants to go with, that's cool. If not, I, I'm good solo too, either way. I'm, I'm going to follow you find the doctor so he can examine the syringe. Okay. Um, well, let's do that first. Cyrus, you go and you find out that what the uh, substance is, is it's, uh, it's a, a sedative that they give to the patients um, to pretty much incapacitate them. If, right. In fact, there were quite a few of them being used that no uh, last night. Uh, now, I'm good. The, the riot. I'll ask the doctor. Um, you know, Punchin would sometimes get out of control. You guys had to sedate him. If a doctor or whomever nurse was giving the injection and it happened to get knocked out of the hand during the altercation, there's no chance that they would leave it 
in the no. room. No, they, they were def- immediately. Right. Okay. So this was from last night. Then I just wanted to rule that out. Okay. So okay. this was how they got him sedated and out of the hospital. Now, uh, I don't know if that is there records on the knee. I know it's not like today, but were there records whenever that medication would be dispensed? He actually, as he's looking at the syringe, he tells you, this is not the, the type of syringe that they normally use. So that came probably came into the hospital with the attackers. Okay. Yeah. I think we should interview the uh, the orderlies. All right. Um, Felix, you get to the kitchen, uh, and you have to go through a number of locked doors to get there. And in order to actually get into the kitchen itself, you have to have assistance you have have to have access um there are staff in there now working um they show you which knives were taken uh and you get the general uh, impression that the knives were probably grabbed from somebody standing in the same spot in other words they didn't go through the kitchen collecting things they they got what was available right there uh, you can do a spot hidden if you'd like. Can I go ahead and do a spot hidden since I'm with him? Sure. Okay. It's a standard pass. Um, uh, hard. Okay. Um, you don't find anything. Um, all right. Uh, Fuller. Oh, Reginald, what are you up to? I rather assumed I uh, tramped off with uh, Cyrus to find Dr. Lorenz. Um, okay. I don't know. All right. So, Fuller, uh, are you going to wait for the others before you start questioning orderlies? No. All right. Well, you... Uh, pretty routine. You, uh, you choose a, an orderly at random uh what would you like to ask him first of all ask him his name and uh you know sit there and talk to him for a few minutes explain what had happened and what went on i mean does he have any look about him like he might be trying to hide something or well, what what are you gonna ask him Do we have anybody else in the room? Um, there's other staff around, sure. I'm going to whisper in his ear. Look, I know you did it. So, come clean. He looks at you and he's like, excuse me, sir, who are you? I'm somebody you don't want to mess with. I did what? You opened up all the doors. You arranged know. You arranged for this to happen. Who are you? Are you an inmate? No. <laughs> Sir, I, I don't know what you're talking about. 
Uh, I have to do my job. And he walks away from you. Get the next one. Do the same thing. She's just going to accuse everybody. Yeah. Okay. To see if somebody reacts to it. Um, yeah, the people aren't really reacting to it. They think that you're crazy. Well, we're in an insane asylum, so. <laughs> now, now, Mr. Albright, let's take you back to your room and give you a nice shot. Make everything. Hey, I need a vacation. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't really sleep last night after all. That's true. He's irritating. Irritated. (laughs) Both. (laughs) Um, How about the rest of you You guys? Can uh, talk to the staff or. Well, well, you know, once we've got, uh, Back to Dr. Lawrence, uh, and again, trying not to take too much of his time. He's identified the syringe as foreign. Um, I assume we'll entrust that with him to give to the authorities, because that's a suggestion that this is a specifically criminal matter and not an accident, uh, particularly with a missing person. Um, And, uh, you know, our impression is that this is somebody who has worked in the in the wing with the secured women for some time. So we should get that list. That's, there's, I mean, I'm sure they don't shuffle them around from wing to wing a great deal. I'm sure they have a fairly steady roster. So they're probably, you know, because it was the change of shift, it's double, I guess, because it could be somebody coming in or coming out who's responsible, although more likely somebody coming out of shift. But if we can have those names, um, it might help us in our inquiries. All right. Now, also, Doctor, I know this is a far-fetched question, but and times are tough all over London right now, but do you know of any of the orderlies that are going through a tough time in their life? Maybe I, mo- I don't keep track of their person. Yeah, I didn't think you would. It's just a thought, you know. Uh, oh, any orderlies that were hired on within the last month or so? Uh, no, we've had no new hirees. Um, I really don't know the details of, of, of what you're asking. Uh, I suggest you ask around. Uh, I mean, I don't think that there's any new, new staff. But uh, asking me about the orderlies, mm, might Just, ask the other orderlies about the other orderlies. No, we will. It just figured, you know, we'll start at the top and work our way down. Can you direct us? Is there a head nurse or someone like that who would have more day-to-day um, input on staffing like this? Uh, in the... Uh, sure, yeah. Uh, um, could direct us that way. All right. So he sends you to... Uh, Maria Season. Um, nurse Maria Season. And it gives us a brief introduction so that she doesn't think we're also inmates. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm just, you know, regarding the uh, unfortunate events last night, and I hope you weren't injured. 
Uh, I wasn't, but I, I am very busy. What can I do for you? Uh, we believe uh, that there was a kidnapping that occurred and that the riot was a pretext for that. Um, and so and we believe also that someone on staff uh, assisted the kidnappers. And my suspicion is that it's somebody who worked in the secure women's uh, wing. If well, you it, could... was, it was completely crazy last night. Um, all of my... Uh, I can't think of any reason why anyone on my staff would would do such a thing. It's 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 crazy. Um, uh, all of us who were on duty remained on duty, mm -hmm. and uh, and tried to deal with it at the risk of our lives. Um, you should you should uh, talk to some of the uh, the lesser orderlies. They. Uh, I'm. I'm. Sh uh, I think somebody said to me earlier today that uh, uh, one of the orderlies uh, ran out like a coward instead of uh, assisting the other orderlies. Mm. That is unfortunate and shameful. Um, do you happen to know his name? I don't. Uh, you can ask around. Nobody likes a coward. No, and the situation is quite perilous. Um, I. I'll give her a card. Um, you know, I understand that you have faith in your staff and I'm happy to hear that. Uh, we fear that this situation was engineered by somebody with a great deal of money and influence. And so even someone who was normally very virtuous might've been swayed um, if their circumstances were uncomfortable. So if you think of anything, please be in touch. Of course. And she goes back about her business. All right, Vadim, this is your time to shine. We have to find your warlock before he kills Mr. Pungeon, skins him, and summons the gate. Have you figured Something it all like out that. yet? <laughs> no, but I got other ideas. We'll discuss that after we're done here. What? Well, uh, ten minutes. Hurry up. What orderlies were on duty last night that are not here right now? Presumably most of them, because if the shift started at 9 p.m. and they had a riot to deal with, they probably work extra hours but are now home recovering, wouldn't you think? Well, he said that they were all here. Do, do a luck roll, everybody. Holy cow, two. Out. That actually 16, 16. It kind of actually makes a little bit of sense since Fuller's already interrogating the staff. Uh, Fuller, in your interrogations, you come across uh, a number of orderlies that complain because uh, John Elwick, uh, one of the orderlies, ran out of the building instead of assisting in the riots. Is that typical of the man's nature? That's not their job. Their job is to stay here and help. This is an insane asylum. And where would I find him? I don't know. Not here, obviously. He'll be lucky if he has his job tomorrow. 
interesting. I'll go round up with the guys and catch up to them and tell them about this guy. Elwin? Elwick. Elwick. All right. Uh, there must be an office where we can get a home address for him. And I imagine that anybody who works here is going to be uh, cheesed at the gentleman and willing to cough up some information. Indeed, that is true. And it's rather easy to get his address. Uh, Stepney Green in Tower Hamlets. That's an English address. I don't have a clue what it means, but that's the address. <laughs> well, it's a good news that he ran out as a coward, so that way we shouldn't expect him to be in a, willing to fight us, I'm guessing. He would have had access. He would have had keys. Right. Well, I, I think any orderly would, but... However, he has been an employee here for five years. And he didn't take part directly in the kidnapping. So it might be a bum lead, but it's the only lead we've got. He was seen to leave shortly, off, uh, uh, shortly after the riot began. Yeah. And if he's uh, sufficiently morally bankrupt to uh, let our kidnappers in, then he might also be a coward in the face of mad women with knives. Well, I'm going to go interview him. Does anybody want to come with me? Before we go, Fuller, I'd like to uh, go on something that you sort of mentioned there. Um, how about we see which way they took uh, Professor Punchin out of here and find the best way and the quickest way and how much of an effort it would have been to get him out? Well, we found the syringe, so he was obviously drugged. True, but you still got the riot going on and things are happening and... How easy would it be to get him out? Wheelchair. That's what I'm wondering. Well, right. the wheelchair. Uh, you know, the wheelchair helps when getting him out, but what's the quickest, easiest way out of this room out to, let's say, a waiting car? Mind you, the riot was in the women's wings primarily. It did and spill over eventually, so... Orderly we get knocked on the noggin. Mm -hmm. And you have four orderlies outfits missing so if you've got four men and one unconscious person in a wheelchair you can do a lot but uh, the, th the thing that's that i'm wondering is that if it was an easy matter of getting him out and quickly before the riot escalated um then you know we could assume that they went and took him out but let's say a riot you know spilled over and they didn't have a chance to take him out he might still be here just uh shoved away in a closet I would think that they would have done a thorough search when someone had come up missing. It, I would. can't see him being here. I think if they couldn't get him out, then it would be finding bodies of mm. the people who tried to stop him. Maybe. Maybe not. My opinion is, is they drugged him, put him in a wheelchair, rolled him to the front door, had a car pick him up. Which I would think is, is the logical explanation for the thing, but how easy or hard would how that many, be from this location? How many people being would seen. that be? How many people would that be? I don't know. You obviously have someone who was on the inside who unlocked doors, got knives, made this all happen. Because see, True. this is what I was curious about at first. The knives. 
they weren't all the same. Now, if you were going in to do this, you'd bring a box full of knives. You would probably be buying all the same kind of knives to give to the women, but they didn't. They got the knives from the kitchen. So that's yet one more reason to think it could be an orderly because they had to get the stuff out of the kitchen as well as unlock doors. It also assumes that they are uh, improvising because as you said, that if they planned this in detail, they would have been able to smuggle in uh, knives. Uh, they, they, it seems like they, they, they improvised the situation with what was available. Look at the evidence. There's four missing uniforms. All you need is one person on the inside that has a key. They mm -hmm. can get to the kitchen. They can get through the doors, wherever they want. They pay this one guy a couple hundred dollars, whatever the, it is. He unlocks stuff, gets the knives, drops the knives into the women's room. They start the riot. The four guys come in, or they're already here. Who knows? Push the guy outside. Threaten whoever's in front of them or knock them out. You said there was one orderly knocked out. Boom, that might have been the guy who did see him. We should speak to that guy, actually. Get the guy out. Remember, they said this guy flipped out of a window without touching it and then jumped over a wall. Whether it's mm. stage magic or real magic, we might, maybe they didn't even go out the door. Maybe they brought him over the wall somehow. But I think the person we need to interview is the person who was knocked out. And, and, the, and the one who, le who left. Who, the Both. one who left and whoever was the last, per like, the last point of entry. Is there a desk at the, the gate door? Is there, a, you know what I mean? Who would mm -hmm. be the last person they would see on a conventional exit? If they because, Well, the fellow who got knocked on the head said he was hit from behind. So I don't think he saw anything and then got hit and then later right. said okay. I got hit by, from behind. So then if there's not a desk at the door of the exit, then they went over the wall. You know what I mean? So we're, we're overcomplicating this. I, I would believe that it's the orderly that ran away. Well, I think he's involved in most definitely. He at least opened the doors. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's the one that grabbed, you know, um, the guy. I don't think that he grabbed him. I think that you're probably looking at the children of tranquility. But I do think he mm -hmm. opened up the doors. Are we having this conversation in Felix's vehicle as we drive to Stepney Green? I hope not, because I'm still in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> How I... long are you going to stay in the kitchen looking at seven knives? He's I lunch. said on my walkie-talkie. They're, they're feeding him lunch, breakfast. I've got snacks. I've got sausage. And Bubble you guys would... Week. Wouldn't have run out of there so fast. You got to talk to your mirror, backwards mirror friend, too. I've got to find him. He's probably learned how to speak some backwards. Well, I think that we should go to Stephanie Green. Who wants to go with me? All well, right. Shouldn't we all go together? Because unless we're taking a taxi. You'll have plenty of time to chat while you're walking because I've got the keys. <laughs> You guys have to go find me. <laughs> He's walking around, eating some sausages. Felix is always wandering off, it seems. Ding! Paging Dr. Johnny. Felix. Well, I really wanted to slide down to the ladies' wing and see if they've got them all on lockdown. 
All right, yeah. whose turn was it to watch Felix? Probably oh, mine. Sure. You're fired. I was oh, fired no. before I began. Yeah, they would be links. Okay. Sausage um, links. Delicious. Yes, just remember that this is an insane asylum. They don't get the best of food. Enjoy that sausage. I think the proper term is bangers. I don't That's know. what I wanted. No, to the proper term is rat. <laughs> now I want bangers and mash. Well, if there's nothing going on at the ladies' wing, I guess I can meet these guys back out front. All right. Um, so, what are you going to? You're going to head. You're, are you all going to head over to uh, uh, John Elwick's place? On to Stephanie Green. Okay. Uh, it's a it's a crowded area. There's lots of uh, tenements, uh, and uh, at the address, uh, there's there's people about. You know. Um, would, would you say this is the ghetto? Not really. I mean, halfway between that and it's a neighborhood. Um, and you see his place, his uh, flat. Um, go ahead. Yeah. I'll knock on the door. I think this is tough guy time. We know who the tough guys are. All right, you knock on the door, and after a few moments, a woman answers, and she looks at you, and she's like, oh, yes, can I help you? Yes, ma'am, I'm looking for John. Well, he's not here. Where would I find him? Oh, I have no idea. Has he got a favorite place to go for dinner? Oh, well, uh, he eats dinner here with me. I'm his wife. And you see there's a couple of kids in there, too. In fact, there's three kids. Um, we understand that he left work un under unusual circumstances last night. Uh, oh, well, I, I don't know Elwick. anything about that. Um, did he uh, come home at the usual time? Are you with the police? Uh, no, we're attached to uh, Bethlehem Hospital. Uh, there's an ongoing investigation because of the riot last night. Well, I, I don't know anything about that. Uh, Mr. Elwick didn't mention the riot when he came home. And she says, if, you, if, you, if you'll uh, forgive me, uh, I have things to do. And she closes the door in your face. I put my foot in the door. She got there first. She did? <laughs> yeah. I'll now bang we... on the door and say, listen. I'll he... call the police if you bother me anymore. Oh, it's not the police you're going to need to worry about. It's the people your husband took the money from. He did them dirty, and they're going to kill him. So if you know where he is, we're actually trying to help him. Damn you people lie. I'm going to start <laughs> the car. I'm going to go ahead and start the car and have it running. So if about to burn the place to the ground. <laughs> if you know anything and you want your husband to come home, I suggest you tell us where we can find them before they do. Because I know you know about it. Do an intimidation roll. Sorry. I'm on a 
49, I don't think so. I don't see it on here. You don't know. Yeah. I yeah. Um she doesn't buy it. She's close. She's close to her. All right. So, uh I'll get you know, I'll have him give him your love because you won't anymore. You're still trying. <laughs> yeah, I'm still trying. You know what? I'm gonna push the roll. Fuck it. Let her call the cops on me. Thirty four. So have the car running. Meep, no. meep. I'm calling the cops. Go for it, sweetheart. And I walk back to the car. <laughs> Jog lightly back to the car. No, I walk. I just, I'm not afraid. What's around? I swear this dang American came and uh, harassed me. <laughs> What's around here that we could find him at? Yeah, I'm in a pub. Pubs. We're looking for a pub. Let's drive around, Felix, because uh, if he's not in the house, he's spending some of the ill-gotten gains. He's at Maestro's. <laughs> there the is a, Maestro's. There is a pub down the street called the Seven Stars. All right. Now, gentlemen, you recall how badly we did last time we went into a uh, working, working man's man. pub. Um, so, so still have that change of clothes in the trunk. Right. I was thinking Felix might take point on this. Since he has an earthy appeal to the common man. Huh. What are you saying? So early in the day, it's a mighty lot of shade being thrown around here. <laughs> hmm. I believe I've got a change of clothes in the back of the yeah, of the car from when we were at uh, Punchin's place. Okay. It makes me look a little more Approachable. Bit more common. Hmm. Earthy, if you will. <laughs> okay, yeah. Definitely less than the, the tuxedos that everybody else is wearing. <laughs> not exactly tuxedo. No, they're not. But so I'm gonna I'm gonna change into that. All right. I'll just do that in the I'll just do that uh I'm sure there's a parking lot. Is there a parking lot around the parking this thing? lot alley, whatever, yeah. yeah. Phone boots haven't been invented yet. It's a neighborhood uh, pub. Yeah, that'll work. I'm just gonna slip over in a in a little out of the way place and swap clothes real quick. Okay. Tussle my hair. You do that. It's done. All right. <clears throat> Who are we looking for? John Elwick? Elkin? Elwick, yes. Elwick. Elwick. Wick. All right. Uh, and he, you know, he should be, uh, he'll have clean fingernails because he's an orderly and he'll uh, be flushed with cash uh, and possibly nervous. Those are my best ideas. Since I don't think you want to ask for him by name until you've made some friends at least. Right. So a rich, nervous man with great manicure. Got it. All right. Let's do this. <clears throat> All right. You step inside in. the pub. Uh, it's it's dark. It's uh, it's got music playing. Um, there's maybe four or five people in the pub. Uh, a couple of them are at tables. A couple of them at, at the bar. Um, they're 
mostly chatting with one another. Uh, there's a couple of people who are by themselves. Uh, nobody seems overly like like they're spending money or anything like that. Some of them look, you know, what do people, what time is it? It's probably 11 o'clock. Um, some of them are eating. Uh, some of them are drowning their sorrows. Whatever. <laughs> as far as the seating arrangement, is there one that's, is, is there a, I'm looking for a stool maybe that I can just belly up to the bar, maybe in between, but not so close as to make somebody uncomfortable. Yeah, there's things like, there's, there's, there's stools there. There's, there's, there's a guy at the end of the bar who's, looks like he's uh, had a few to drink. Uh, he's not, he's just, he's just sort of sitting there drinking. Hey, barkeep, could I get a pint of stout? Sure, mister. Thank you. Cleaning the bar, they're always cleaning the bar top. Oh, there you go. I ain't seen you here before. I'm new in town, really. I was just called in just a little while ago. Oh, well, welcome to the neighborhood. Thank you. I was actually told an old friend of mine lived around here somewhere oh who would that be a friend um it, my friend's name is stephen wilcox and he's he knows another man that said he lived around here named john elwick when you say the name the guy at the end of the bar uh stiffens up and looks over at you out of the corner of his eyes Is that you? Is that you, chap? Are you John Elwick? And he's like, who wants to know? Oh, me? Oh. I don't know any Steve. Wilcox. Stephen Wilcox. Nope. Who oh. are you? He looks he looks, looks around the room. Oh, I'm no one of any, any real concern. I'm just a driver for some of the more uppity folks I just drive them around more of a chauffeur more than anything else but lately I've been working as a mechanic henceforth my clothing not the fanciest of all most of the time I have to wear a damn tuxedo he looks he's obviously a little drunk and he says yeah now he says I don't know you and I don't know anybody you said Wilcox or whatever Stephen he says, he says, what's your business and what do you want with me? Well, Stephen told me that you might know a little bit about uh, the world of orderlies and maybe able to get me a job in down at the, uh, down at the hospital, the nervous hospital there. He, he starts to look really nervous and he leans towards you and he says, listen here now, if you got something to say, you better say it. He says, my business with your people are, is done. When you say my people, who exactly are you speaking of? Because I don't think you really know my people. He says, I got nothing more. I got no more business. What I did, I did, and it's done. 
You gave them all knives. They damn near died. You put many people's lives at risk. Every one of them could have fucking died. And you can more than to sit down here at a bar end and drink your beer, try to wash away your guilt. He says, look, I didn't have a choice. You know I didn't have a choice. Your boss, he made it very clear of what I had to do, and I did it, so shove off. Shove off, indeed. You don't even know who my boss is. I know who your boss is. You haven't a clue. You don't even know his name. Tell me, smart guy, what's his name? If you're truly working for my boss and you did exactly what he wants you to do, tell me his name. You don't sound very French. Who the hell are you? I'm the sergeant of that group you're afraid of. Now, I'd advise before you get drunked up and go running your mouth off at people you don't know, obviously you just did it to me. Unless you want to be silenced permanently, then you best tell me what his name was so I can know that you're true to your word. I, 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 you're Three, one of his spies then. Two. You got one second. I got one second of what? Tell me what I'm asking. Oh, you know his name. You work for him. How much do I owe you, Barkeep? Uh, he says, uh, I don't know, three pence. I don't know what beer would be. Here's a pound note. Keep it. Holy shit. Buy 10 rounds for everybody in the I'm, <laughs> I'm keeping steady eye contact with Mr. Elwick all the way by him. He says, I don't, I don't know what you want from me, mister. I uh, want to do, do a luck roll. Thirteen. Thirteen on fifty-five. Well, you do notice that other people in the bar who are probably very familiar with Mr. Elwick are starting to pay attention. Like, are you going to harass our friends for some reason? Well, that's fine, because I was just walking to the door. I'm going to open the door to the pub just enough to wave in me boys. Now, Mr. Elwick, I want to introduce you to a few gentlemen. This here's Mr. Cyrus Finley. Look, I, I don't know who you people are, or you, you, you don't look like you, you don't look like Frenchies. How many people are in the bar? Maybe five or six other people. I, I looked dead at them. And I said, are you going to sit here and drink all day? Or are you going to go check on your wife that you left alone? You're threatening my wife? Oh, I already did. I think you should just run on home and go check on her. Anybody else gets up and I open my coat with the gun on it. Everybody stay fucking seated. Unless you well, want a third eye. He, uh, he immediately jumps up and stumbles <laughs> towards the door. Uh, and uh, you better not have done nothing to my wife. You said as long as I cooperated, nothing would happen to him. Mr. Elwick. And he heads out the door. No, he doesn't. I grab him by the fucking throat. 
Anybody else? Let's everybody, else gentleman... everybody else jumps up in the bar. I take the gun out and I point it right at him. You want to sit the fuck down or die? Your choice. Sit the fuck down or die. Jets, the Yank is quite mad. Uh, and I suggest if this gentleman ever comes back into your bar, you don't let him in here. Bartender has disappeared behind the bar. That's fine. Let's we drag should... him out and throw him in the car. Uh, I'll say we're kidnapping Elwick. We can't let him get home because the police might be there by now. Correct. All right, the Elwick grab. Let's see whether he's under a. Is it gash? I think it's gash. We'll see whether his blood boils before he talks. He's drunk, and there's five of us. I doubt he's doing anything. He should be pretty easy to manhandle. Well, all right. As you are manhandling him into the car, the other patrons are coming to the door. Take a shot at the door. You're actually firing your fucking gun? All right. They'll go right back inside, and we oh, can drive you away. Oh, this game for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, chaps, get in your fucking car ready. We need to All move right. our asses. When I said you were all English gentlemen. <laughs> all right. All right, you fire the gun, and the patrons, of course, dive. And... Uh, and you get in the car and what, drive away? Yep. All right. Okay, we're not going to sit there and idle. Fuck, we got to move. All right. So you're now driving and he's, he's wedged into the, the back. And he says, he says, please, he says, I've, I've done everything that Mr. Savaggio uh, has asked me to do. I, 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 there's nothing in, in the world that, that why, why are you doing this? Are you, are you, what? Well, well, I, I've done every over the years. I've done everything that he's ever asked me to do. As soon as he says, "Mr. Savaggio," I slam on the brakes enough to where it squeaks the tires. They okay. I turn around. I say, "Hey, why don't you just fucking say that when we're in the bar?" That's all I, I ask. You are. Say your boss's name. Are you his spies? No, yeah, on the contrary. A fucking door. You just caused a lot of people, again, to have a lot of pain over you being a stubborn ass. You we don't know these people. We I don't, but we are... look forward to knowing them very soon, Mr. Elwick. Uh, and we look forward to dropping you home with your wife, where I believe you'll find the police present. Um, we don't intend to inform anyone of your activities, but we do not understand them. Uh, did you meet Mr. Savaggio? He, he starts crying. Oh, for fuck's sake. Like, how, how did I get involved in this? Oh, oh, oh. Give him back home. He's not going to be any use. But at least clean him up. Don't make him cry in front of his wife. Give him a little bit of fucking dignity, huh? Yeah, all right. Uh, you've been working for Mr. Savaggio for years? It started years ago. I, I, needed, I needed some medical help. And I, I needed to get it done without anybody knowing about it. I went to him and I knew he was, he was a dangerous, dangerous person, but uh, I, he helped me. He helped me okay. And then he said that I didn't have to pay and that he would, he would just call upon my services now and then. And uh, uh, he, he came to me last week and uh, 
I'm sorry, no, sorry, scratch that part. He came to me yesterday and said that he needed my services and that he'd pay me for them. And that I was, uh, I was to start a riot at the, at the thing, that he would send men and I was to give them keys so that they could get in because they wanted some guy, uh, Mr. Mr. Punchin, I think. That's correct. But uh, we're okay on the, you're, you're not with his people? No. He has, he has spies everywhere. Are they all French? Some of them are Italian? Most of them are Frenchies, yeah. And how did you find him when you were first in trouble? I don't remember. It was, I, I you know, so people talk, people say, you know, if you need something done, you can find him over in Soho. Sajos in Soho. Do you know his first name? Uh, Lucien. He's a, he's a, a surgeon, but I think he got drummed out of the, the medical field by, uh, you know, because of his interests his the things that he does to the people that he's against i don't know what he's going to do with with your mr punchin but uh what's the address in soho i don't know what the address is in in soho i don't know where he i don't remember the exact address he says look what do you people want we're far worse than your friend, Mr. Whatever the fuck his name is. So you're, oh, oh my God, you're with his employer. Holy shit. So if you open your fucking mouth and speak about this to anyone, I'll come back and visit you in your sleep. But, but he's only doing what you've, your people have ordered him to do. And he fucked up. End of story. We're here to tie up loose ends. Are you going to be a loose end? What what loose ends? He's got your man. He's he's going to deliver whatever you want from him. No, are, uh, are my you friend said that he was. We were worse than Mr. Savaggio. We didn't say we were on the same team as him. Mr. Mr. Savaggio told me that his employer is much worse than he is, and Savaggio is the worst. And do you know who his employer is? I have no idea. He only says his employer. We'll have to ask ourselves. Shouldn't be too hard to find a surgeon in Soho. A defrocked surgeon with a reputation? Yes. Um, is no, this the worst no. thing you've done for them? Yeah, the riot? I don't know. You, you don't understand. He has spies everywhere. If you go so much as anywhere near Soho, he'll know you're there. Well, thank you for your concern. Mr. Elwick, have you gained your composure a little bit? You sound a little better. I don't know. What are you going to do to me? Oh, we're not going to do a, anything. I have a wife and kids. Yes, I know. We met, we met them all at your house. And this is what we need from you, you know, to basically ensure your safety. Oh, we're going to drive you back to your house. We're going to drop you off. And if the police are there, you're going to... <clears throat> There's a bug. It flew right into the fucking window. <clears throat> and if the police are there, you're going to tell them that this is all a big misunderstanding and we're all old college chums from the university. 
but they're going to find out that I'm the no, one. Really, that's what you're going to tell them. That really wasn't a question. I'm sorry if I put it across and made you think that we were having a conversation. It's more of you listening and following instruction. Otherwise, my friend, Mr. Finley here, will make it very hard for you to ever use your hands again. So he's just sort of friendly shaking at this point. Yeah, I understand, yeah. What say we leave him on the corner then, driver? Yeah. You, you've gone and wet yourself. Yeah, I'd have done that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we have seriously got to get me some seat covers in these fucking cars. I'm All driving right. to his house. So you're, you're dropping him on the corner. Do I see any police cars? Uh, there is a police car. All right. Well, we're going to stay far enough away to where he won't be looking, but we're going to drop him off and he have to walk his ass all the way to his house. All right. And as he gets out of the car, I say, hey, Elwick. We're watching you. All right. So you let him off and you're back in the car. So um, if this uh, mid-level terrifying criminal that runs our Guidos and our Frenchies is a... um, former doctor who's not allowed to operate. There should be something in the newspapers about him. But isn't Guido an Italian name? Generally, although uh, you know, um, Elwick said that he uses mostly French, but that doesn't mean he does exclusively. Yeah. It would be wor- worth looking into definitely. Savaggio is not exactly a British name either. No. I'd um, also be cautious before we actually go into uh, Soho. I agree. Um, may I make a suggestion, uh, Felix? Uh, perhaps uh, my men and your men could, uh, shall we say, uh, poke around there. That way, there's really no major ties to us. Well, the first thing, I mean, rather than just wandering Soho, waving a flag that says Mr. Savaggio, Former no, Doctor no. Savaggio, um, the uh, mus- the libraries should have uh, uh, retained newspapers for some period of time and have some sort of index to them, so we can see what we can learn about this fellow. Agreed. Yeah, there should be some news articles or something about him being disbarred, or mm-hmm. that's what I'm thinking. So, to the largest public library. Yeah, and and Vadim, we'll talk about that shortly. Yeah, we'll visit that. All right. So you're heading towards the British Museum Library, um, which you are now pretty damn familiar with. Um. Here's the thing. How could you? 
possibly find anything without reading every newspaper that's ever been written for the last 30 years. Clipping service. No? It'll take also, some time. You also have to wonder whether that would be published in the newspapers. If somebody was just a doctor was told to get the hell out. How about this? We're in Soho. Somebody comes up wounded who needs medical assistance without the police involvement. That's what he does. Yeah, but we'd still need an initial contact. Um, also if, a wounded per party. Well, that could be faked, but what, is there like, um, I don't know in the time period, like um, medical authority, a medical board, a medical association. Maybe we could talk to the doctor at the hospital. To, that's, I don't know. That's possible. Yeah, there would be authorities. and That he could get of us doctors a contact. The, the hospital would definitely know uh, if one of their doctors had been disbarred. Um, also, we haven't looked at the, at the uh, white papers, the telephone yet, white pages of the telephone book. I, there can't be that many Savagios. Um, that's pretty low effort. Beginning. Um, do an idea roll. All of us? No, just, just Reginald. Ten. Very good. That's an extreme success. Just well, I'm, just, I'm just going to say that if this man is a criminal doctor, surgeon, uh, he's, he's probably, probably not listed. He's probably covered his tracks. There's not a big sign out in front of his place that says, free surgery here. <laughs> or he could have even taken on another name, too. You know, who knows? If... Yeah, I mean, he might, he might want to be able to be phoned, and presumably not many people know that Mr. Savaggio is a former doctor who's an evil genius surgeon. Or the only way you could get a hold of him would be through a network of criminal. You know. He doesn't have a social life then. It's terrible. Um, well, I mean, in addition to my idea, a quick glance at the phone book would tell me that there was no Savaggio in it. Correct. Um, and they didn't index newspaper articles at this period, I guess. It's just so much, so many man hours. And there's no microfiche to store them. They, would, they did used to store them in big bound, you know, like, but I, yeah, I don't know how they indexed it. The only thing I could think of is to call the clipping service and have them look up uh, Mr. Lucian Savaggio. I mean, it's only going to cost us a couple of dollars. They'll do the footwork. Yeah, and if nothing comes of it, nothing comes of it. Could take months. Could take years. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it took that amount of time. Well, they'll keep looking until they find something. And if there's nothing there, I still better than nothing. I still say we go to some place where, you know, seedy little area and pretend somebody needs to see a doctor. So you're just going to, we were going to wander the streets of Soho with one of us clutching his arm in pain. And Soho and say, is a 
dangerous area. Fuller, uh-huh. I think that's a brilliant idea. Once we know where he is or to get into talk to him or to get into his building or whatever you want to call it and look around. I think it's great. I mean, even if you want to like sh- stab me in the, 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 the shoulder or slice my shoulder, I'll do that and mm-hmm. walk in and let him stitch me. But not until we mm-hmm. know where he is. And I'm not going to walk around Soho bleeding for 12 hours. Hey, walking around Soho, do we by chance see our old friend Guido standing someplace? Well, we're not in there yet, so I don't. We're not going there until we get get a plan. That's what we need. Is if there if there's spies and there's criminal trouble, we need a plan going before we go in there, or we're going to be. Forget the plan. Live by the moment. Also, we disposed of Guido's body, so we're not going to see him in Soho. Tom, I sent you a message. Also, um, you know, like they have spotters. You know, probably kids that they pay on the street. Then you got the middle level guys. You got people out the window. You got wash. If this guy's connected, like this guy's saying he is, he he's got the whole Soho on lockdown. Meanwhile, every minute there's a mad ex-surgeon who has Mister Punchin. We lose our chances of keeping Mister Punchin alive if he's not already dead. That's the only. Rub to all this, as You're they right. say. I didn't take that into consideration. We could it's... we could jump into this like Fuller saying and and just jump into it and and takes our chances as they say as I've heard the uh, <laughs> the Americans say. But um, but uh, you know we would be in a very dangerous spot. More to the point, I, Soho is not a street or a block. It's no, a, it's an it's area. A, it's a neighborhood. We're not right. going to randomly find this person No. in 10 weeks, let alone... And uh, people of our class just, just popping up in Soho there, it, that's going to set, up, set off every flag that is out yeah. there that is red and will will inform him right away. We do not need to tip our, our hand right away unless we know for a fact that, that Punchin's about to die. We don't know Punchin's situation. Yeah, we, we'd stick out like a sore thumb there. We'd be robbed by anyone and everyone. We'd be killed there. Yes, you are correct. There are parts of Soho that make Whitechapel look, look like a, a, a family park. Uh, I wonder if someone at the club knows anything about Lucian Savaggio. I am too. That's a good idea. Maybe and I uh, think we should call the doctor at the hospital just to see if that, you know, he might be like, oh my God, that guy's a psycho or, you know. Maybe he worked with Bedlam at one point. We might be able to get something there. Well, if we talk to the orderly who works at Bethlehem, Bethlehem, then uh, chances are they crossed paths. And if they crossed paths, then he probably crossed paths with the rest of the doctors. And he might not be the only one who was uh, being influenced over there at Bedlam. Mm-hmm. You guys want to cruise back to the club, or did we already do that? No, this is all. This is this is part of the chat wagon. Yes. How would the... driving slowly around London randomly <laughs> toward Soho and away from Soho and then toward the club? Well, there's that, you... there's that circle in the middle, so you're just. 
Reginald, how would the um, children of tranquility get in touch with us again if they were to answer or when they answer? I don't recall. Did they put another ad out that we read? How did I that thought, work? I thought we met uh, met at a certain time after the ad was published. Yeah, but they I think they responded with an ad. I don't I don't remember. No, you gave them a place and a time and they showed up. Yes. Yeah, but but they got back in touch with us somehow. We to you know, for us to put up time and a place, we had to have had correspondence. That's initially we we actually set up a uh, time and place over there at uh, Trafalgar Square. Correct, correct. But how did we know to do that? Did, did they call us? Did they write us a letter? No, we agreed upon it when we gave away the statue as to uh, what time what time uh, at Trafalgar Square well, we would meet them. You no, know, we gave them the tablets and agreed upon a method of communication. And then we decided to give them the statue and contacted them again. I don't remember whether they phoned the club or yeah, I, I just put an I ad in the paper. I just don't remember. I think you you just put the information in the newspaper and took the chance that they would show up. They might not have shown up. Okay. I, I couldn't remember myself. That's why I was asking. Yeah, I'm not my brother. Um, so at the club, we have a couple of phone calls to make. Uh, one to Dr. Lawrence, who's very busy and whom we're pestering. Um, I guess we're not going to rat on John Elwick because it'll probably harm his family if he gets fired. They realize how that went. He might get fired anyway um, if we found him. Uh, can I get a hold of Lawrence? Uh, yes. And has he heard of Julian Savaggio? Never heard of him. Uh, I hope your arm's better and we're still looking for Mr. Punchin. Thank you for your time. Uh, when did they start publishing Who's Who? This would uh, be a very... Have. We'll just say if you find the Who's Who, there, there's no reference to it. This would be a very long shot but I'm wondering if he might be someone who deals with the occult. If so, we might know about him from an occult road. No. You're not going to have found him in occult books. Except that Cyrus, you sent that privately to me. <clears throat> so what next? You're, you're going back to, uh, uh, you're making phone calls from the club. While we're at the club, I'm going to uh, look into, um, into seeing if uh, Mr. Savaggio happens to be a member or a past member. Nope, no, okay. no reference to Mr. Savaggio. No, nobody at uh, the the hospital knows this person. Hmm. Do we do we have anyone who's connected with the uh, London hospital system uh, who is a member of the club that yeah, I could approach? Yeah, most likely. Yeah, 
I would like to approach him and, uh, and do an inquiry there. Do a luck roll. Um, hard. Yeah. That's, nobody knows him. Maybe we should be looking, I mean, in a, like a French lead, not a British lead. You know what I'm saying? Like a French circle, a French club, a French, I don't know. Is there a little Paris in this town? Paris is just like across the pond. Yeah. <laughs> and across the, the channel. Um, I think you still had to take a, a ferry across at this point. They hadn't dug the tunnel yet, or they were digging the tunnel at this point. Um, I don't know. There's definitely going to be, you know, French people living in, in London that congregate in their own little places. I don't know if there's a little, like you say, a little Paris. I'm... No clue, actually, about that. I'm just saying maybe, I don't know, we're barking up the wrong tree here, maybe. There's probably French newspapers, you know, available. Yeah, but then I would... Same problem. Yeah. Right, exactly. And you don't speak French. Um. Okay, we'll do a luck roll. All of us? Sure. Oh, 09. Hmm. Standard success at 50. Mine was good too. 18. Mine was horrible. 93. You stubbed your toe. 22. Okay. Well, Cyrus seems to have gotten the best roll. So you're, you're chatting with some of the other members and you're focusing on members of the club with French backgrounds. And let's just say uh, you're, you're speaking to Maurice uh, Chevalier. That's a good French name. <laughs> um, not the actor or singer. Um, and uh, I, I, I should be him. Ah, uh, Monsieur Finley, how are you today? I'm doing well, and yourself? I'm doing well. Now, what, what were you asking? A surgeon, uh, Lucien Cervejo. Sir, Sorry. No, I've never heard of him. <laughs> yeah. I'm... Savaggio. Savaggio. Lucien Savaggio. Might have a been surgeon. disbarred. Yeah, disbarred. A surgeon, you say. Disbarred. Disbarred. Rather ah! Ah! You are talking about the butcher of Malay. Hmm. What? Uh, what do you know of him? Oh, that is a very famous, uh, a very famous uh, criminal uh, from Paris. Uh, surgeon educated in Edinburgh, and then uh, uh, had a practice in uh, Paris. He was uh, he was struck off the medical reg register after a series of botched operations. That was in the beginning, but it led to um, it led to uh, them discovering eventually that uh, he had the remains of several women in his basement, and uh, uh, he uh, seemed to have a penchant for mutilation, for 
slowly torturing his victims to death. Uh, but he uh, was never caught. He was never apprehended. Do you know how long ago this was? Oh, maybe uh, 20 years. <clears throat> so he would be, what, in his 50s or 60s now? Yes, well, probably in his uh, uh, 60s, I would guess. And he, uh, I mean, I'm, uh, Reginald, do you mind? And I call the guys over and maybe if they have some questions. I fill them in on what I had just heard. Butcher of Malay. Well, that's quite alarming. Um, you see, the reason we're asking Monsieur Chevalier is because we have been informed that uh, that Sivaggio is in London currently as part of some criminal enterprise. My God, you should go straight to the police. We yeah, plan so. on it. Yeah. Um, did he have any distinguishing features that you recall? Was he a noteworthy looking man in any way? One-eyed, limp. Glasses, I believe. This is, and this is 20 years ago, anything. He was, he had an aura of pure evil about him. We'll keep an eye out for an aura of pure evil then. Was he dark hair, light hair, tall, short, fat, thin? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I look at the guys, I say, now if we look up the Butcher of Malay, I'm sure we'll have some, there might even be a photograph in one of the papers. Anything else you, that springs to mind that, that would be of interest of this gentleman or this butcher, should I say? Well, you know, you're probably right in finding other things in the newspaper about him. But so much of it has now become almost, you know, a legend of criminal activity. Uh, you say that he is in London. I would not have guessed that. But he is an extremely dangerous man. If, like he is, if he exists here in his, his this capacity, he must have, uh, he must have many allies and possibly many spies and uh, yes you should go to Scotland Yard you should go immediately to the police that is not a bad idea yeah actually it might not be a bad idea no I think it's actually a good idea well Mr. Chevalier uh, that's uh, very alarming, but very helpful information, and I thank you very much. Uh, I'll uh, ask Sykes to send you a nice bottle of claret. Oh.
Merci. I was struggling with gracias. <laughs> Merci beaucoup. <coughs> oh, monsieur, are you sick? <laughs> all right. So all in favor of calling the authorities? Um, well, let's discuss it real quick. But yeah, I think that might not be a bad idea, but... I mean, they'll, they have a greater chance of finding him in time to save Punchin than we have with the information that we have. Only thing... The wagon? <laughs> what happened? Oh, chat wagon, yeah, let's just in case. Just in case. <laughs> um, if... All right, Scotland Yard, they're going to have to go through procedures. It could take them even a couple of days before they launch uh, an assault. They're going to want to send people in the neighborhood, canvas, look for him. He could be dead by that time. Also, any good criminal can spot a cop a mile away. And once the Scotland Yards, they don't know the location, so they're going to have to canvas the area. They're going to start looking around for people, and he's going to know about it a day before the, the raid would happen. At least that's my thought on it. Well, keep in mind that Mr. Punchin was kidnapped from an institution. Uh, and he's not um, a gutter snipe. He's a, 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 a you know a, an educated gentleman. So I don't think it's going to take them forty-eight hours to act because it's not like a general missing-person call. It's a very specific. Okay. He was kidnapped as and, part of a conspiracy. Uh, and the truth of the matter is that uh, putting some heat on the uh, doctor might uh, occupy him, as well as he might slip and might give us a chance to to get an idea of where he may be at. Yes, and, if, uh, if, if, uh, if he is alarmed by there being police in the neighborhood, uh, he mm -hmm. might have to move Punchin. And if he moves Punchin, then Punchin is not yet bled out and skinned. Or speed up the surgery. Yeah. I, it's I'm a just, risk. Yeah. I, I think it is a good idea, but I just don't know how effective they'll be uh, i mean like we said before soho is a large area so where are they going to start well they have more than five people to work on it um and they'll be interested to know that lucian savaggio the butcher of Malay, is in town correct i have got a great idea but i may need a little help with it what's your idea why don't we blow this thing up why don't we make this with our with the friends of our our police gentlemen make this the biggest headlines around respective professor has gone missing police are looking for it and by doing this we could also slip in oh i don't know a, a little reward there for information that um the police could use to put out there because well money talks Yep. And, if we all and a lot of the people in Soho are, are desperate for money. That's a very good idea, actually. Yes. Let's put this on the front of the times. Let's make it this, the, the biggest thing around. Really put, as they say, the heat on, on, on these, these, uh, these uh, surgeon, these defrock surgeon. See, now that is a plan I like. The only difficulty I have is that I'm not sure how we can convince the police that it's urgent when we can't give them Mr. Elwick's name. You know what? Fuck Elwick. Give him his name. Well, we don't have to even involve Mr. Elwick. We just, all that is known is that uh, 
is that uh, Punchin was uh, abducted under mysterious circumstances. We happen to find from talking with people that uh, he may be involved with this this uh, defrock surgeon. We don't necessarily have to talk about Mr. Elwick. We could always make it vague enough to that we got some we ha have got some information. And we do we also can... have some relationships with people at Scotland Yard. Exactly. So if we go to people who already have treat us with some credibility, then it might and not be a problem. If we as if we as gentlemen go to visit the uh, the Times uh, and bring forth this 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 uh, this news. With working with Scotland Yard, of course, we can make this a big thing. And this will really, if nothing else, it will mess up the situation with, uh, with the uh, criminals and make them, make them have to, uh, make them have to uh, work with their plans in other ways. All right, well, let's call our friends at the yard and give them the hot tip. Unless there's a further objection. All right. Before we just dime them out or before we pence this guy out, let mm. you. We should probably find out exactly how powerful and how far his reach is. Apparently, it's pretty significant. So, yeah, and while it's a good idea to kind of put him on blast and, and get everything fired up, he's going to know exactly who did that. Because if he's a hardcore criminal boss, then he's already got his hand in every media outlet there is. And he's You do gonna have know, a point. He's going to know who the informants are before it ever hits the paper. Mm, you do have a point. He might even have a hand in Scotland Yard. Also, and this would just be general knowledge, you can't exactly just create uh, a sensational headline unless you know that it's you have something to back it up. Mm. The paper you won't print say. it. Hmm. Unless you were on Celebrity Apprentice. Sorry, I just had a flash. <laughs> Do not know about the Celebrity Apprentice that you speak of there, yeah. Reginald, but uh, I, I suppose it's some, some of those uh, variety shows, vaudeville or something. Yes. Yeah, it, was a, it was a theatrical review sometime in the 1990s. Uh, 1990s? So Okay. Um, 1890s, sorry. 1890s, okay. Um, so, yeah, we'll go ahead with the Scotland Yard and hold off on the newspapers for the time being. Uh, and I don't recall, anybody recall either of the, we met one guy from Homicide and one guy from some other criminal division. Yeah, I don't remember. One definitely was Homicide, the other I don't recall. That was on a different different case, yeah, that was. I mean, we spoke to somebody about Glossop. And somebody about uh, the uh, other guy. Marcus 
Brinslow? No. Yeah, Brinslow was one. Brinslow was one. And this is, and I don't think he was homicide. I think he was the theft. Uh, Marcus Brinslow, police detective. Uh, he was on the uh, he was on the case for Lord Brightman. Uh, Weston, Detective Weston Partridge was on the one for uh, for Archie Archie Glossop. Right, let's see if we can get either one of them on the horn then. All right, uh, you call uh, you call uh, Scotland Yard, and uh, you're going to ask directly for which one. Well, one of them was straight laced, and one of them was I don't want to say sloppy, a little you know. I would go with the straight-laced one because he seemed like he couldn't be bought. If that makes sense, you know what I mean? I think that was Partridge, who was more yeah. uptight, whereas Brinslow was more relaxed. Uh, I mean, you know, if we can get either of them, it'd be fortunate. And I also think that this is not yet a homicide, so it would make right. sense to try Partridge. Um, it's kidnapping. I'll, just to shorten it, in both cases, uh, you're asked before you're 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 transferred um, what it what it's concerning. What is this concerning? If it's not homicide, uh, it's not going to go to either one of those or murder. Yeah, homicide. Let's see. Uh, in this case, they uh, you're you're doing uh, kidnapping, kidnapping in relationship to a conspiracy that caused the riot at Bedlam Hospital last night. Okay, with the distinct likelihood of a homicide as a result. This kidnapping is not for ransom. Um, eventually, I mean, you're kind of shunted around for a bit, uh, and you're finally shunted over to Inspector George Lennox who is a police inspector and uh, he's like, now, now what is this all about? Please don't say anything to me about the curse of Nineveh. That's a curious thing to say. I, I'm getting phone calls from people, unstable people all over the, the town with their theories and their nonsense and, well, it's very curious indeed, and I hope we can explore that further. But right now, the matter is more urgent. Um, uh, detectives uh, Partridge and Winslow, oh, I already forgot, uh, can, Winslow can uh, vouch uh, for my not being a crank. Um, you know, uh, they've spoken to a few of us from the Wentworth Club about a couple of other previous incidents. Uh, but you uh, are aware, of course, there was a, a riot at Bedlam last night. We have every reason to believe that that riot was uh, not incidental, but an intentional conspiracy, because one of the patients there, uh, Mr. Punchin, was kidnapped 
and we believe that involved in that is a notorious international murder suspect, mm-hmm. Lucian Savaggio. Look, if you've got if you've got some sort of evidence, bring it down to the precinct house, and I'll talk to you. But um, I don't have time for this on the phone. Um, I'm afraid that we cannot present you with hard evidence. Um, However, it must be of interest to you that the famous butcher of Malay is operating out of Soho in London. Yes, I'm sure he is. And I'm sure that Jack the Ripper is, is still in London. And, uh, you know, I need, I need evidence before we can do anything. So um, if you have anything, bring it down, make a report, and we'll get on it. Thank you. Thank you. Inspector what was, what was that guy's name? Inspector Lennox? George Inspector Lennox. Lennox. He's on my shit list. He's just doing his job. Doesn't matter. It made it sound like he's got <laughs> he gets crank calls constantly and letters and everything about, you know, I just saw Elvis Presley walking down the street. But what was it that you mentioned that you were talking with something? Did I hear Kirsten Nilba in the conversation there, Reginald? Well, it's been in the newspapers, remember? Hmm. Hmm. That's interesting that it's blown up so much that the police are involved in the capacity. Yes, I'd like to get Mr. Lennox's notes if he bothered to take any on these theories about the curse of Nineveh. There might be mm-hmm. enough information between them to actually do something which he does not take seriously. Well, I, I can't blame him given his position there. Mm. I mean, you get to, I mean, think of how many people he has to deal with today and how many people are, are just looking for attention. Well, uh, our hopes that there would be a um, widespread mad hunt for Sivaggio and Soho are dashed. Well, so we have a plan B. Get the information so we could we could uh, prove that it's worth the police's time. I think we're going to need to get something solid. Now this may sound like an old cliche, but if you obviously we don't want to walk into uh, Soho, which is the turf of the big bad Malay Savaggio the butcher of Malay so we just got to find a way to have the butcher of Malay come to us or at least get him out of his turf that sounds Mm -hmm. like a good idea also so we each go to a different French cafe and say <clears throat> Lucien Savaggio, Lucien Savaggio, until a young French tough approaches us. Do they have tufts in France? I, I, I think they they're pronounced them too fay. Gentlemen, do you mind if we change the conversation just slightly? because something came to mind that might prove uh, useful, and especially now with the, um, with the kidnapping. Um, I've been going back over my notes and over 
things that have been happening. And uh, one thing that stood out that I can't believe that I didn't think about before um, was the fact that uh, Professor Punchin, uh, up till recently, was away from London. He was in his um, residence in, uh, what was it, uh, uh, West Sussex, I think, if I remember correctly. And um, something brought him back to London. I mean, something got him out of West Sussex and back to London and uh, for some reason. And you would figure that if he's having issues or trying to hide things or keep things away, that you would stay out of London. Why would you come back to where there would be uh, danger, potentially? Not only that, what has he, what has Professor Punchin left at his, his residence in, uh, in uh, West Sussex that he didn't take with him? These are some interesting questions there and that might relate to this, this, uh, this uh, surgeon. But if he knew about the surgeon and this, what the surgeon is up to and maybe even his boss, which I believe could be our, uh, our, culprit or overall culprit in all these. Um, you know, why would he come back? Why would he not stay away? What would bring him back? And why? Well, perhaps the thing that frightened him was something that was in West Sussex. That's a good, that's a, that's good. But at the same time, what is that thing? Is it tied in with uh, what, what we're dealing with? Was it something else? Well, I certainly hope he didn't leave the Horn of Alu behind in a suitcase in West Sussex and then come here and misperform well, as far the ritual. As, as far as we know, he could have that and other things as well. We haven't had the chance to look at his residence there. Well, I'm perfectly happy to have uh, another uh, breaking and entering party and see if there's something in Mr. Punchin's old place. Um, I don't think we should devote all our energies to it because, again, I suspect that his survival is a matter of hours. Yeah, if he's still alive, yes. If he is still alive. All right. I think that's actually a good breaking spot. Okay. Very well. If that you with that question, with that hanging in the air over your heads. Our players included David Gassaway, John Byram, Ford Fitch, Jason Melanchock, and Jerry Bryant, with myself as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing up to five shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows, free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to support our show, visit our Patreon account for just a dollar or two a month helps us a lot you can find a link in the description below like share and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments we enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have and follow us on twitter we're we're on twitter now this is tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming channel and our gaming club inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of hp lovecraft and the call of the role-playing game until next time good luck and good gaming.